<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, hey, this is Bob from the future. We've already finished recording the show, but I thought I'd jump in to mention that Donald Trump was found guilty on Tuesday of sexually abusing E. Jean Carroll in the mid-1990s and of defaming her when she accused him of assault decades later. This is according to the New Republic. Carol is not the only woman to accuse Trump of sexual assault, but her case was the first to make it to a courtroom. Trump has vehemently denied all of the allegations, aiming particular vitriol at Carol. But Tuesday, a jury in New York found Trump guilty of sexual abuse and battery against Carol and of defaming her after deliberating for fewer than three hours. While they ruled that there isn't a preponderance of evidence that Trump raped Carol, they still recommend Carol be awarded $2 million in damages for the sexual and physical abuse. They also recommended she be awarded an additional $3 million for defamation. Obviously, we can all do the math. That's $5 million Trump has to fork over. My guess is he might actually appeal, if that's even possible, for this. But this is... uh, Great news. It's a shame. It's a tragedy that it had to happen in the first place that Trump is this much of an unstable maniac that uh, he engages in this kind of behavior, which he insists is okay. In fact, stars have been doing it for a million years, as he has said. This means the Republican frontrunner, soon to be the presumptive nominee of his party, Donald Trump, is the first ex-president slash president to ever be convicted of sexual abuse. Donald Trump is a proven sexual predator. Let the historic record show that. So once again, this happened uh, about 45 minutes after we finished today's show, after we finished recording today's show. So that's in keeping with the universe, but I'm happy to hear this news anyway. So listen to the rest of the podcast with that in mind. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Things are going to start happening to me now. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 9, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 839 of the Biden-Harris administration, 546 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable Bob Seska, TikTok, oh my God, TikTok, Bob Seska, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And look, sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. You say Buzz Burbank. It's easy. You said it all. Hi. It's it's so simple. Set up punchline. Set up punchline. Hey, 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 monkey <laughs> yeah. can do it. Congratulations. Hi, Hi everybody. Uh, he's Bob, of course. I'm Buzz, and we actually have stolen songs from Marvin Gaye. 
A few, yeah. Uh, an employee at Mar-a-Lago is now a witness in Jack Smith's investigation of Trump's stolen documents. Mm-hmm. My guess, it's the one who cleans ketchup off the walls. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> in his uh, in his video deposition for the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit, I know we'll be talking about later. Yeah. In that in that video deposition, of course, he Trump misidentified her in a photo as his ex-wife, Marla Maples. <laughs> Uh, but that's not so surprising. He's made that same mistake with Lindsey Graham. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's the, the number of it. times that's happened to me. Oh, and have you read? I I read all the court filings. Mm-hmm. Do you read the court filing? I do. I have you read the court filing that Disney lawsuit against DeSantis? I have not. Ah, well, I have, and I thought this was odd. Uh, it was filed under the names Disney versus Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Disney's gotten kind of bold in its fight against DeSantis. Uh, you know that big, white, golf ball-looking building at Epcot? Yeah. Uh, Disney's repainting it to make it look like a meatball. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, it's a little scary. Uh, one of the inventors of AI, well, the, one of the grandfathers of AI, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, he says, uh, one of the creators says, AI may kill us all <laughs> before climate change wrecks the planet. <laughs> Well, then the joke's on the computers, isn't it? Leaving a mess. And a horse named Mage won this year's Kentucky Derby. And one thing's for sure, Mage is the fastest horse alive. More fun, <laughs> Hello, Carlson. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> it's been a long time. As you used to be <laughs> I'll tell you, Carlson Just what I'm hoping <laughs> That you'll do sometime It's what we pray for We're down on our knees Since you left us Tucker Carlson we're doing all right, but if you ever find you're out of luck, out of time, you'll find the devil will be waiting for, for you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, Rocky Mountain. Rocky. Rocky Mountain Twitty and the Mountaineers. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love those songs with the spoken word thing in the middle of oh, it. Oh, God, it's yes. It's so yeah. wonderful. Okay. Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. Follow him now. Thank and you, Mike. Yeah. Um, all right. So here we are. I should say right here at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. That we have this air conditioning vent on our ceiling, which and we've got these high ceilings in our living room, too high for me to be able to reach. Plus, if I needed really? to get up wow. there, I'd, I'd need some gigantic, like twenty-five foot ladder to get up there. <laughs> yeah. And so, this air conditioning vent, every time the air conditioner kicks in, it makes this horrendous rattling noise, and it's been doing this for like I don't know. A year, like way longer than it should have been. We should have had this repaired a long time ago. Finally, it got so annoying, like Chinese water torture. We called the people that run the place and we said, we, right. you got to fix this, <laughs> fix this bed for us. Nuts. Yeah, because yeah. we're going crazy. 
and turns out they should be arriving any second. So it may happen that I'll hear a knock on the door and I'll have to run and answer that. So if we have to interrupt the show, that's right. exactly why our rattly air conditioning vent. We'll pause so you don't have to. <laughs> yes, fun. I don't know what that means. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, we're going to just dig right into this uh, horrendousness in Allen, Texas. Uh, yeah, the week so far has been an utter goddamn nightmare between Allen, Texas and Brownsville, Texas. And the Brownsville, Texas thing wasn't a shooting incident. It was where someone used a car to murder a bunch of people. And Right. Yeah, just uh, nightmarish, nightmarish. Yeah, yeah, it would appear to be a, a racially motivated crime in that uh, the, all the victims, there were men, Hispanic men, waiting for work, uh, waiting to go to work. Yeah, yeah. So backing up to the mass shooting in Allen, Texas, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how anyone can define this as being freedom. The right. parade of people being evacuated from that mall with their hands above their heads in a long line because someone this, showed up, this far-right zealot showed up with a military-style assault weapon and murdered eight people. That's right. I think it's eight people were killed in this mass right. shooting at the Premium Outlets Mall in uh, Allen, Texas. That's not freedom to me. I don't see. No. Where, I don't see how the freedom to buy guns and amass a gigantic arsenal supersedes the freedom to just live your life in peace. It doesn't make any sense to me how they're threading this needle between the notion of freedom and the notion of being constantly under the threat of what can only be termed as terrorism that we have been facing across yeah. the country for way too damn long. Yeah, and, and increasing terrorism. Uh, there have been so many uh, neo-Nazi, white supremacist-motivated attacks of various kinds, too frequently with AR-15s because, well, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, this is not freedom. People being marched out of the mall, as you mentioned, that's not freedom. A pile of bodies in the mall uh, with intestines strewn down the hallway yeah. that's not freedom children uh yeah yeah uh unforgettable is the description of the first responder who said he found a, a girl hunched over in some bushes as if she were praying and he put his hand on her neck to feel a pulse and turned her head to look at her face and she, he says there was no face her face, her face was gone. I, I want everybody to picture that. And, and on the subject of the video, I haven't seen it. I wouldn't. I would watch it. I, I don't. It's not that I want to see it. I would watch it. And I do think we should all see it because I don't think we understand really uh, the the price that's being paid here. I don't think we understand how bloody and brutal these deaths are, how yeah. it blows the human body apart, mm -hmm. uh, how these weapons of war in the hands of civilians, so too many of them, uh, have, have led to this time. And all of this uh, alongside the rise of white nationalism in this country, which it seems apparent from the uh, car attack in, in Brownsville, uh, the vehicle attack, and seems uh, absolutely clear in, in the case of uh, the Dallas suburb of Allen, Texas. Yeah, I saw some of the aftermath photos from Allen, Texas. I, right. To an extent, I wish I hadn't. 
Uh, I'm one of these guys. Of course. Uh, and I'm not Nobody saying. Nobody wants that. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that we shouldn't see them. I'm just saying that uh, f- for myself, I'm one of these people where I've got a vivid enough imagination to imagine yeah, what happens I, to the human body when it gets uh, assaulted with these uh, rounds fired from weapons that are used specifically to hunt people. But I didn't see any of that. I didn't see the video of the aftermath of Allen, Texas. I saw those pictures, as I said. The video that I did see was the Brownsville, Texas video. And it was not by choice. It was by accident on Twitter. I saw, I was scrolling through Twitter and came upon that video, and it just looked like someone's driveway or something in a street. And there were some people gathered next on the sidewalk next to the street, and it just looked normal. I thought, okay, what is this, some sort of funny viral video? What is this? And this is all happening within a split second in my brain, and then suddenly that guy in the car slams into those people, and they go flying, and then the aftermath was something that if I had access to that eternal sunshine of the spotless mind machine, Mm -hmm. I would use that to delete what I saw in those images because... Oh my God, I haven't seen shit like that in movies where, you know, we're talking about like body horror kinds of movies. That's the sort of thing that we're talking about here. And I I think too, we need to loop in, in addition to the weapons used here, whether we're talking about vehicles in Brownsville, Texas, we're talking about military style, AR-15 style assault rifle in Allen, Texas. Mm -hmm. There's this extra dimension of radicalism that is driving so many of these incidences more and more as time goes on. And so while we're talking about a new ban on assault weapons and new gun regulations, and maybe even to the point of either repealing or amending the Second Amendment, we also have to be talking about the culture that is driving these people to do this. And very specifically... The conservative entertainment complex, as David Frum calls it, absolutely has guilt in all of this. You can connect the Allen, Texas shooter directly to libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok. This is one of the big names in that conservative, or what I call the Red Hat entertainment complex. They're right there at the center. They're one of the big influencers telling people that you have no choice. But to open fire, if you feel threatened, you can open fire if you want to. And there are enough racists out there and white nationalists, neo-Nazis, whatever they're pretending to be or whatever they are. Yeah. uh, That's all they need to hear. That is all they need to hear to swing into action. And they get similar cues from Trump and other Republicans. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it's it's the guns. And to me, it's the guns and the Nazis. These are the two... Things we need to be focused most on right now. And certainly, uh, you know, libs of TikTok qualifies uh, and and social media qualifies to be in that discussion since they, like Trump and like others, are, are promoting this and making it happen. Some of these social media platforms need to be questioned about this. Why do they continue to platform people or groups questions. like libs of TikTok? Why does Apple Podcasts? continue to platform some of these hate podcasts. Why is that happening? And when will, for example, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and some of the other places that are hosting these shows, when are they going to be held accountable? Here's another incident 
that isn't getting as much press because of these other things. But a 14-year-old Louisiana girl was shot in the head as she played hide-and-seek. She was shot by a neighbor who was upset that she was on his property. Right. This screams out... Oh, I felt threatened. I she was trespassing on my pro, and that's my pro. I have a right to do whatever I want on my property. That's the radicalism that's being driven into the heads of these people by far right media. Makes you kind of miss you kids get off my lawn. This is yeah. the this is the current version of that. Instead of you kids get off my lawn, it's bang bang bang. People like this are being indoctrinated to believe that they have the unfettered right, right to second behave this man. way. The Second Amendment. Yeah. But it's even, should, even yeah. beyond the Second Amendment, it's the, it's the whole stand-your-ground nonsense that's driving this, and we know what party is passing the stand-your-ground laws. So that that leads right. to this that's sense right. of entitlement. That Okay, if I feel even the slightest bit threatened, even if it's a child playing hide-and-seek, fire away, and then let everything f- suss out later. Only Republicans are loosening the gun laws. Only yeah. Republicans talk about mental health and then cut money for mental health. Uh, Texas, it should be mentioned, is 48th out of 50 states yeah. in terms of mental health funding. Wow. And the governor keeps saying, well, it's the mental health. He's been governor there for eight years and hasn't done a fucking thing about it. Yeah, yeah. And what- uh, we're all just fed up, and, and yeah. so swearing is absolutely called for here. Uh, you mentioned repeal or amend the Second Amendment, and I've seen a number of people saying repeal the Second Amendment, and brothers, I'm with you. Sisters, I'm with you. I understand where that's coming from. I don't think we want to do that. I don't think we can do that. And I can explain why. That's where our state National Guards come from. That creates that. What we need to do, rather than repeal or amend the Second Amendment, is stop misinterpreting it. Let's expand the Supreme Court. Let's let's change the interpretation of it to what it was intended in the first place, a well-organized militia. Uh, Everyone forgets that part of it. And, by the way, uh, those who say, well, uh, the Second Amendment is vague, and and it needs to be rewritten on on those grounds alone. Uh, no, it's uh, the, the 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 Second Amendment is further explained in Article One, Part Fifteen, uh, which goes on to explain specifically uh, what a militia is and how it applies here. So the the Constitution is very clear in my mind already. We have for years allowed the misinterpretation of the Second Amendment to give ourselves permission to arm half the nation with weapons of war. Yeah. I don't want to get off on a whole thing about diminished support for the Democratic Party, brought upon by contrarians, the usual suspects, who feel as though uh, they don't understand the dynamics of electoral math. They don't understand how... If you take a vote away from the Democrat, well, that makes it one vote more likely that the Republican's going to win. And what's that Republican going to do? That Republican is going to nominate more conservative justices, more pro-gun justices to the federal bench to continue to whittle away at the original intent of the Second Amendment. Now, there is an aspect of the Second Amendment that doesn't get a whole lot of discussion, but history tells us that... Southern landowners wanted the Second Amendment in order to protect themselves against uprisings by enslaved people. But the the fact of the matter is that these judges are the ones who are 
scrambling that, you know, whatever whatever militia aspect of the Second right. Amendment exists, they're taking that and exploiting that to make sure people can mass these gigantic arsenals of firearms. And as I've been saying all along, what happens when you buy a bunch of firearms? What happens when you buy a bunch of these cinematic military style assault weapons, things that you would right. see in a war movie and might right. idolize the people using them? You, you, you want to use them too. It's the comparison to having a car collection. You have a giant car collection like Jay Leno. You're gonna, of course, you're going to want to drive those cars. You're just not going to let them sit in your airplane hangar. <laughs> I, Rich I, used person. To drive, yeah. I used to leave the theater and drive really fast after a James Bond movie. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like that. It's like that, I think. It's that, that, that's the romanticization of, of, of those kinds of weapons. Yeah. Uh, but it's the permission that's been given. It's yeah. the, it, it, I, personally, it's just me. I'm just one guy. But I fault all of this on the misinterpretation of the Second Amendment. And about yeah. the, the slave owner aspect, that may have been true in the day, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't say that in so many words, and so it doesn't have to be interpreted that way today. Good point. And so the vagueness, though, of that language, and it's not its not totally vague. Obviously, we know how the, the Second Amendment starts out, how that language begins. Defining the rest of the sentence, the rest of the amendment, as being about a well-regulated militia. We know that, but there's enough vagueness in there because of the structure of how the Second Amendment is written to allow judges to exploit uh, and to bastardize the original intent of it and to skew it off into a different direction. And what I'm saying as far as amending it is to make it more clear what we're talking about here. But I think uh, I think short of that, because that's going to be a long process. Changing the Constitution is a very long and arduous process. See also and, the and, Equal Rights Amendment. And, and you're going to get all kinds of opposition on repealing uh, that number two amendment in the Constitution. Yeah. The better, the, the, the thing that should have been done years ago should be done now and certainly should be done in the future is a proper interpretation. We've had Supreme Courts and others lying to us about what all that means. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, in short, because it's long and wordy and forget about it. it what it says is to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union. If yeah. you are not part of that militia, then the Second Amendment does not give you the right to bear arms. Only the militia has that right. If we reinterpret that, that changes everything. We can elect more Democrats. Yes. Uh, well, we have to to get this done. Yeah. Exactly right. We, we The process begins with us is what exactly. I'm saying. So we have to work toward that goal and stop playing grab ass when it comes to electoral politics. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson will never get the nomination. They may get one or two delegates here or there. They're not going to win any primaries or caucuses. Sorry, what it's they not going to happen. Yeah. What they will do is steal votes from Democrats. They'll use up resources that the Democratic right. Party will need to take on Donald Trump in the general election. Those are the stakes, and that's the reality of where the Democratic Party is right now going into another election and, season. And, and, don't, and don't sleep on this. I'm sorry, but don't sleep on this because 
uh, Republicans are scurrying around the country. Yeah. Uh, 18 new laws in 10 states restricting voter rights. Just yep. this year, in uh, 2021, it was like 21 new laws. These are laws. These are laws. These have been signed into law. They exist. And the Republicans have been doing this quietly over the last three years, at least, uh, while we're... I don't know what we're doing, but uh, they're doing the groundwork. They're doing the work yeah. on the ground that we should be doing. And, and uh, you know, it's not – it might not be as easy as just showing up to vote this time. In order – you know, as we try to preach every time, we don't need just to win here. We need an overwhelming win here. And the the reason for that is is because we have hurdles, difficult hurdles to cross. So we've got to have an extra push to yeah. get across them. And and so don't be sleeping on the job here. None of us. I'm looking at more I can do here. Uh, we all should. We've talked before about people in our, our world here that who've, who've run for office and, and succeeded in office and are representing progressive ideals. Uh, the rest of us can do that sort of thing, too, on some level or another, whether you're a candidate or a, a volunteer, whatever. We need to get to work now. Yeah. This is no time to be screwing around. This also speaks to the broader issue of democracy and the future of that. So yes. it, it just it gets enormously frustrating for me when I, I feel like I have to keep explaining electoral math to people who should know better, who are grown-ups, who may have uh, started down this road of covering politics because they see it as a career move, as a money-making venture. Right. So that's why they stir shit up. It's about uh, social media reach and all that. Don't take those people seriously. Understand what the stakes of our elections are, especially right now, because the more the Republican Party is empowered, the more judges there will be and the more lenient laws will become with regard to gun ownership and stockpiling these deadly firearms. This because they'll ban books, they'll ban uh, gay rights, they'll ban yeah. women's rights, uh, they won't ban uh, AR-15s. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, and only our energy can change that. This shooter in Allen, Texas, purchased his gear legally, legally through private did. sellers and without background checks. In Texas, unlicensed sellers aren't required to run background checks. Same is true in most of the country. Federal law only requires licensed dealers to perform Same. background checks. This could have changed after Sandy Hook. This could have changed 10 years ago. And you know Governors what happened? That was the, Yeah, exactly. There was the Manchin-Toomey Amendment, which would have expanded background checks to include private sales and Internet sales. And you know what the Republican Party did? This Republican Party get, that gets empowered every time the Democrats start screwing around with third parties and uh, primary challenges? The Republicans filibustered that amendment even though it was co-sponsored by a Republican and the most conservative Democrat in the Senate, Joe Manchin. That's the insanity of all of this. We could have stopped this. There were many occasions when we could have prevented this from happening. When George W. Bush allowed the assault weapons ban to expire. Right. How many Americans have been murdered and mutilated because of that? How many? It's countless. We've lost more people to gun deaths in this country since 1960 yeah. than we have in all the wars we've ever fought. Exactly. The gun culture in this country needs to be shamed and shamed and shamed and shamed. The more Enough. people do that... I mean, that's something else we can do. We don't have to be helpless in all of this. We don't have to feel, why, oh, why isn't there this law passed or that background check thing passed? 
And, and it's fine to lament that and to want right. to work toward that. But there are things that we can do, proactive things that are within our power to be able to do. And ridiculing and shaming the gun culture. I, I hate to sound like a broken record when it comes to this, but this no, is right. something that we can all engage in starting right now. It doesn't require some special law. It doesn't run afoul of the Second Amendment to get a national campaign to shame these maniacs who are stockpiling arsenals of firearms and who will eventually use them. Shame the retailers who are busy advertising all over social media for tactical gear. Tactical gear for what? Right. Hunting? No, of course not. Yeah, you don't need that more. shit for hunting. It's not that hard to make fun of a coward or yeah. a hoarder uh, or, or any other uh, of the types that you'll find among uh, the, some of these AR-15 owners. Yeah. Uh, most of them, I would venture. Mm -hmm. uh, and nobody needs one. No civilian needs one. And if you think you need it to take up arms against the government, uh, you haven't seen our tanks and planes, apparently. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, we need to draw the line. If you are sick of things like Greg Abbott calling for uh, more mental health money when, in fact, he cuts millions, $20 million from that budget and leaves his state 48th out of 50. If you're tired of that that kind of hypocrisy, if you're... Rachel was kind enough to remind us last night that uh, in 2016, as soon as uh, the Republicans got control of both houses of Congress, the first thing they did, the first thing they did, the first thing they did was make it easier for people with mental health records to buy guns. Yep. Well, why? Well, it, it, could that have anything to do with where we are now? And so their talk about mental health, which there's plenty of once again, is complete bullshit. And there are some pieces of evidence you can use to shoot that down. Bob's right. We need to shame these folks. It's not that hard to make fun of a coward. It's not that hard to make fun of a gun hoarder. It's not that uh, hard to make fun of someone who's living in a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and it's our, it's our job not only to do that, uh, but, but to keep getting out the word and to do the work, to do the work on the ground, whether it's volunteering. Yeah, volunteering can be so easy. You do it on your own time, in your own time. They'll give you postcards to send out. You can mm -hmm. make phone calls at your leisure. Yep. They give you a list. It's easy peasy. Uh, you know, if you want to take a break, you take a break. It's It's... It, it, it makes such a huge difference. The more people who get involved, if this is a government of the people, by the people, for the people, then the people need to get off the asses and, and do something. Uh, and and the, the things you can do are, are simple and not that time-consuming, no matter how busy you are. I want to run through this one more time. Right. There are two candidates at the top of every election right. at just about every level. Obviously, there are school board and uh, judicial uh, elections that r contain a number of candidates uh, without any party affiliation. That often happens at the local level. At the larger level, at the state legislature level, gubernatorial, right. national level, Senate, Congress, et cetera, mm -hmm. uh, certainly at the presidential level, two candidates, Republican candidate, Democratic candidate, two options there as to who's going to win. Because one of those two people is going to win, the Democrat or the Republican. You've got one vote. Where do you put that vote? If you're not putting that vote with the Democratic Party and you're going with some third-party lunatic who has no chance of winning, you're taking that one vote away from the Democrat, making it one vote easier for the Republican to win. So keep that in mind. The other thing I want to mention is this quote from Megyn Kelly. 
Okay. Megyn Kelly was on with uh, Eric Bowling on one of those networks that are way down the list <laughs> of copycats of Fox News Channel. It's like a Channel copy of a 768. copy. 768. <laughs> yes. It's like, imagine that Michael Keaton movie, Multiplicity, where he makes copies of copies of copies of himself, and he gets to the last copy. Not, not a very good copy. We'll put it right. that way. Uh, this is one of those networks. So Megyn Kelly mm-hmm. was on there. And let this be a clarion call. Let this be motivation for us. Not just a source of outrage. Outrage is fine, but it's useless unless we use that outrage to motivate us to take serious action. Outrage without action will only drive yourself crazy. Exactly. So here's Megyn Kelly saying that the gun control debate is over. Give it up and go home. All right. Let's listen to Megyn Kelly here with Eric okay. Bowling. So, I, you know, in my career now, I'm going on 20 years in our business, and I've covered more of these mass shootings than I ever wanted to. And I am sick and tired of opening up the papers. or the. Okay, she's going to say yeah. something else that she's sick and tired of. But notice how she doesn't say, I'm sick and tired of seeing all the death yeah. at the hands of radicalized people who are stockpiling firearms thanks to Republicans and the gun lobby and the gun manufacturers wanting to make more and more profits. She doesn't say that. That's she's not, not what sick she's sick of. No, she's not sick and tired of the blood. No, that's no. that's part she's fine with. Here's what she's not fine with: phone and the uh, Twitter, whatever, and just seeing the entire aftermath get mired in the gun debate, which is lost. Oh, so she's it's over. So she's this, she's right. tired of the gun debate. Right, that, the debate. Not tired of the guns, just the gun debate. Let's not. The first rule of gun club is don't talk about gun club. <laughs> God. Aftermath get mired in the gun debate, which is lost. It's over. The. the the pro-gun control people have lost and they don't realize it. And they get us stuck every time arguing over something that's never going to happen. Yeah, you know what? It is going to happen. This tape alone has motivated me to double down and take even more action. And that should have the effect, same effect on everyone else. Exactly. Exactly correct. This sheet, see what she thinks of you? Do you see here what she thinks of us? She thinks we have lost and that we've that we may as well give up and because we're never going to win. Do any of us agree with that? No. Are we going to go along with that? Are we going to let that stand? Are we going to let her prove that true? I I hope not. This is if that alone, as Bob said, should motivate us all to just put a stop to this. And what is she intending to accomplish here? Outside of just trying to wear wear us down, say, "Oh yeah, you've lo- you've lost. Go home. Don't worry. You, you, it's the debate is over." Beyond that, what does she want to see emerging from this? Because all I see coming from the Republican Party is a lot of religious platitudes, thoughts, and prayers, and let's pray. And you know what? Fill up one hand with prayers, and fill up the other hand with dead American bodies. Which hand's going to fill up first? Good God, Megyn Kelly. So, yes, use this as motivation to take action, to use your platforms on social media and elsewhere to shame these people, to show them that they're not the tough alphas they think they are. These are zealots who are terrified. They're terrified of children. They're terrified of immigrants. They're terrified of women. They're terrified of black people. They're fearful, awful people who are being manipulated by their own media to take out that fear in deadly ways. 
by either using their car or some sort of, for now, legal assault weapon to kill as many people as possible. The majority of multiple casualty incidents, whether it's with a vehicle or with an AR-15, uh, and isn't it always an AR-15, yeah. uh, the, the majority of these kinds of attacks specifically, uh, again, are sourced by uh, white supremacy, neo-Nazis, white supremacists. Uh, this is anti-Semites. Uh, th this is something that we've got a two-pronged problem here, and we, we need to... We need to be as firm about Nazism as we are about the guns. We need to do both. We can do both. We must do both. We've warned that it's going to happen more often, and certainly it is. Don't let the bullshit stand. Yeah. I, I, I'm toying with posting something. I don't know the man's name. He's a white man, uh, maybe 40 years old, uh, and he's performing in the dark, uh, and he's doing a, a poem. I really think it's poetry. Oh, yeah. you, you, hear, you hear touches of rap in it, mm -hmm. and it's, I don't know, it's like three and a half minutes long or so. It's, it's not a short piece, but it is a, a, a beautiful piece of poetry, in my opinion, and brilliantly performed, and it's about where we are in, in the gun battle. I, I may post it. I don't know who will have the patience to sit through it. I hope people do. Yeah. But uh, I did, and I was very glad I did. Uh, these are the kinds of messages we need to get out. Uh, m making fun of the gun nuts. Uh, uh, making fun of the pretend Nazis who are performing as Nazis. Yep. Uh, we need to diminish them and, and shame them in every way that we can. And uh, we need to do the groundwork to elect the Democrats who can affect this change because those of you who are saying out there, ain't nothing going to happen, that's true if we don't act. Yep. And uh, as we've been saying, there are lots of things that we can act upon. Being sad and outraged, again, is only going to get us so far. Unless we use it, as they say in acting, you got to use you up. it. I mean, yeah. think about it. Common sense. If you're just sad and outraged, but you don't do anything about it, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're only causing yourself suffering and angst and worry. Mm -hmm. uh, you're only hurting your own mental health when when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tur turn that into some kind of action. Yep, all you do is end up spinning your wheels otherwise. Right, and right. that's nuts. completely useless, exactly. It's just a matter of, oh, well, it's happened again, and oh, look, that's a dog with a puffy tail. What's going on over there? D don't get allow yourself to get distracted either. Right. And that often happens, obviously, with these uh, rapid-fire news cycles. Uh, so. I, I want to say something, too, about the committee uh, in Texas, uh, the Texas Legislative Committee, that uh, approved a measure that would limit the sale of AR-15s to people under 21. It's a, it's a weak start, but it's a start, it's, it, and it won't pass. It, it probably won't pass the full legislature in Texas, and even if it did, yeah. uh, Governor Asshole has said he'll, he'll not sign it, that, mm -hmm. he'll, that he'll sign it into law, that is. Uh, so it's, but you know what it is, ladies and gentlemen? It's a crack. Yeah. It's a crack in the armor. Um, keep pushing, because I think we can force an opening here. I agree. Though it is a party, the Republican Party is actively making it easier for children to have firearms. I mean, they're right. passing open carry laws where there is no age restriction. Right. You can have nine-year-olds. Yeah, you can have a nine-year-old walking down the street with their cricket rifle or whatever the hell, their JR-15 rifle. 
Or worse. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be entirely legal in some of these red states. It's just staggering how uh, they're rapidly careening toward this Mad Max beyond Thunderdome future. Although whenever I say that, i got to stop myself because, you know, Bartertown and Mad Max beyond Thunderdome, firearms were illegal inside the city limits of Bartertown. So even in the apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic Mad Max universe, they still had firearm bans. Well, here's my question. Uh, who run Bartertown? <laughs> Master Blaster runs Bartertown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, I'm going to keep in my head uh, the, the verbal image of uh, a child with no face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's really the source of my, my outrage here. Yeah, yeah. And the guts strewn upon the floor. Uh, if this doesn't make you say, stop this now, I, I don't know what would. And it's all a big joke to the usual instigators. We'll talk about that in a second here. And by the way, it's not just the NRA. A lot of us right. are on social media right now screaming about the NRA. Well, there are two other gun lobbyist groups that are doing a lot worse than the NRA is. Outspending the NRA. I'm so glad you found this. I saw you yeah. post it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And these are gun groups that are able to get away with whatever it is they're doing with impunity because we're busy talking about the, the third-ranked gun mm-hmm. lobbyist group in spending which is the NRA. It's just like this, you know, we, well, everyone knows what that is, so we talk about that one, but there are two others. We'll get into that. Plus, okay. uh, we do have, Buzz, a correction on that Fox poll, Fox News poll from last week. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Some uh, other details from that Brownsville, Texas thing that I want to discuss here briefly. Okay. And obviously, we'll talk about more than just uh, the horror shows from the past yeah, few days. We definitely uh, have more. Yeah, the Trump electors that have accepted an immunity deal. We'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> the Eugene Carroll case, uh, yes, some, some some tape on that. Plus, uh, Republicans are targeting no-fault divorce. We'll talk about that, too. Hmm. But first, uh, I want to uh, welcome aboard the Patreon page, Karen Borieko. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I'm sorry, Karen, if I completely botched that. Nancy Sivak and John Stafford, welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us at patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Thank you. Love it, love it, love it. Sign up now. And, of course, we're talking about things like the After Party Podcast on Fridays. You get that on our Patreon page. You get the Shadow Docket bonus show on our Patreon page. In particular... The Bob Seska Show is almost entirely fueled by all of these people who are signed up on our Patreon page. Yes. We're talking about thousands of people. And we couldn't do four-plus shows a week without your generous financial support. And if you dig what you hear on this show, please consider signing up for our Shadow Docket bonus show every Tuesday and Thursday for just $5 per month. That's pennies per episode. $5 per month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And we thank you. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! I think we've got a new favorite band, or one of our new favorites here on the podcast is this guy. He's a musician from Maryland, where I am. His name is Jason Wilson, and this is his project called Resolution Alley. Uh, They're described as if Tears for Fears and Rush had a baby. Oh my. (laughs) It would sound like this. And you know what? It really, really does. This is a great new prog recording artist here on the show. Is a song called You Are. That's the name of that track. Oh, my God. I fell immediately in love with this music project. So you want to go to bobseska.com, find this episode dated 5923. Click on that link, scroll on down, and go and download all of Resolution Alley's music. You will not regret it. Every song is better than the song before it. Wow. You will hear lots more of it on the show, I can oh, good. guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shy about sharing my favorite stuff on the show. Am and- I wrong? That sounded like good driving music. Is that good driving music? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah In I fact, think so. I think that's how it was described here. Um, ah, well, see? <laughs> I know these things. Yeah. BobSuska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay, uh, back into the nightmare here. Um, God, what a horror show that was in Brownsville, Texas. Again, I... That made an impression. You uh, yeah. saw it, and it made an impression on you. It really, really did. Uh, in fact, it's been sort of the central focus of what I've been thinking about in terms of these incidents, uh, because I did see the video of it, the right. carnage in the aftermath, which is ugh, beyond horrible. Several of the victims have been identified as Venezuelan nationals. This is according to valleycentral.com, many of whom had only recently crossed the border into Brownsville. Among the victims was a man who had been offering haircuts at a shelter to save money to visit his mother, according to one survivor. Others had tickets to leave that day by bus or plane to reunite with their families across the United States. Right. Those victims had come to the United States fleeing political and financial turmoil that has ravaged Venezuela for years, according to migrant advocates and witnesses. 
The Ozanam Center, near where the crash occurred, is the only overnight shelter in the city serving both migrants and homeless residents. Local officials have been in touch with uh, Venezuelan authorities to help identify the dead and wounded and coordinate assistance and reunification efforts. Based on who these victims were, we can kind of get a sense of the motivations of the driver of this vehicle. And by the way, not mentioning any names, I'm not going to publicize the names of these shooters or these people who are using vehicles in these terrorist attacks. Yeah, I mean, because that's one of the things that we can do. And I know a lot of us have already been doing it, but we we need to start defining these things as terrorism because that is ultimately the effect of it. The the national impact of this is... Well, do we go to the mall now? Do we go to the shopping center? Do we do we stand do we go to at school? a school? Do we go to a movie? Yeah, do we go? Yeah, do we send our kids to school? Do we start homeschooling them? What happens? And, and that's not freedom. No, it's not. And it's it's the reaction that we have to terrorism, and that's the intent of terrorism to make us yeah. change our lifestyles, to to restrict our level, to self restrict our level of freedom. We all experienced this in the wake of 9-11. We were so freaked out, and rightfully so, by 9-11 that we said, hey, you know what, just yeah, peel back all these freedoms that we normally enjoy. Just get rid of them because I want to feel safe. I, it's the counter-argument uh, to uh, gun freedom. If you hear uh, some idiot saying, uh, you know, it's about my freedoms. I, sh- I have the freedom to carry a gun. I have, uh, I have a right to carry a gun. Uh, your answer, of course, is, and I have a right to live in safety and yeah. not fear. I have a right to not worry about going to church or school or the mall. Uh, you know, I, 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 that's my my right there trumps your right, clearly. Uh, the right to life trumps the right to owning a gun. That's uh, another counter argument to that. I will say it should be noted about Brownsville. It is one of the most welcoming American towns uh, for migrants. And uh, so this is especially shocking that it would happen there. So back to Allen, Texas, uh, there are many threads and articles talking about the victims of that shooting. And one of the stories that struck me the most was about this family, the Cho family. Yes. According to a GoFundMe page, Q and Cindy Cho brought their sons, three-year-old James and new, newly six-year-old William, to the outlet to swap out some clothes that William received for his birthday. Right. Good God. And, of course, they walked right into a war zone. Two beautiful little sisters. I yeah. mean, uh, in this case, the Joes, a whole family. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sickening. And, and that's one of the reasons I think Americans should see the carnage. I... You think about the impression that uh, seeing that uh, that mow down in yeah. Brownsville yeah. had on you. Um, I think people need because I think it's an abstract idea to most people, and yeah. that's why I don't mind describing it verbally, graphically, and yeah. talking about guts and a girl with no face because that's the body ripping effect of these guns. As I said before, these don't just plant bullets in you; they blow you apart. These yeah. are weapons of war. Should these be on the street? Of course, they should not. Cindy Q and three-year-old James were amongst uh, those victims that tragically lost their lives, and the family is in deep mourning, the page reads. After being released from the ICU, their six-year-old son, William, is the only surviving member. And what's his his life going to be like? I mean, uh, his family has been ripped away from him. What happens to him going forward because of your 
right or your freedom to carry an yeah. AR-15. Yeah, that's that's a that's a BS lie, and you know it is. Six years old is old enough to have some oh. understanding that you're oh, now yeah. alone. Your family is gone, and right. this is going to stick with this kid for the rest of his life. Why? So assholes can buy as many fucking AR-15s right. as they want. So, and more importantly, and more importantly, we lose this. We we lose the point of why all of this is happening with guns in this country, because the gun lobby and the Republican Party are colluding to sell as many firearms as possible. This is about the profit motive. This is about gun manufacturers making as much money as they possibly can. They've got they've enlisted the gun lobby and they've enlisted the Republican Party to help them in that enterprise. And that is one of the reasons why this is happening. That's why right-wing media, that's why the Republican Party is radicalizing people so they will go out and buy more guns because the more guns are sold, the more money gun manufacturers have to give to lobbyists and Republicans as far as donations and so on goes. That's the whole point. The whole point. This is about profits superseding American lives and safety. This is manufacturing terrorism in the name of profits. I love what you said on social media this week about the fact, and, and this is absolutely true. This is inarguably true what you said, and that is that the Second Amendment has become, has been turned into a marketing slogan. Yeah for the gun makers yeah. and the gun sellers and the Republicans who financially benefit in their campaigns mm -hmm. uh, because of those lobbies, plural. They have deceived millions of Americans, millions of people into believing that the gun lobby and the Republican Party and gun manufacturers are all about the sacrosanct nature of the Second Amendment, that, oh yeah, we're out here to protect your constitutional rights, has nothing to do with your constitutional rights. Your constitutional rights, your Second Amendment, is merely a marketing gimmick to sell more guns. It's like when Madison Avenue decided, hey, you know what, everybody's got B.O. Uh, and you know why everyone's got B.O.? Because we need to fucking sell deodorant. Well, it's that's not the the problem. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is the profit motive, and that's why I go to the issue of, well, can you regulate guns based on regulating profit margins? Would that run afoul of the Second Amendment in the courts if you started to say, well, you know what, gun manufacturers need to pay a ninety percent tax on all their profits? Yeah. Is that well, and li li liability for the gun makers? Another way to go. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's another one. So there are lots of avenues that we can take that will prevent us from continuously beating our faces up against a brick wall when it comes to certain aspects of the gun control debate. We have to start looking at the paths of least resistance. That doesn't mean we take the easiest paths. We take paths that I think are going to be most effective in the near term to save as many lives while we also at the same time shoot for the long-term goals like taking a, a look at the Constitution and the Second Amendment by way of an, a repeal or an amendment along those lines. Some of those sorts of things will take time, but while we're waiting for that to happen, there are some other things that we can do. And one of those things is focusing on some of these other gun lobbyist groups that are yes. spending more money than the NRA, as you were saying, Buzz. Plural. Um, yeah. I, I read something in the Pulitzer Prize winning Tampa Bay Times the other day, Yeah. Uh, and I loved the phrasing, because they were, they were talking about something in the Florida legislature that was not guns, but they described, they said, you know, the, the, the prospect of this bill 
brought lobbyists to Tallahassee like ants to sugar. And the same thing happens when gun legislation comes up. Mm -hmm. The lobbyists that Bob is about to outline are drawn immediately to especially a Republican congressman like ants to sugar uh, every time this comes up. So in 2022, last year, here are the top three gun lobbyist groups in terms of total spending. Mm -hmm. National Rifle Association is third with $2.6 million spent. Mm-hmm. Number two is a group called the Gun Owners of America. $3.29 million spent last year. Okay. Go on Twitter right now and see how many mentions you can find of the Gun Owners of America. Very quiet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. crickets chirping. And the NRA n- is the voice then, yeah. Oh, yeah. The number one biggest spender in gun pro-gun lobbying is a group called the National Shooting Sports Foundation. $4.8 million spent last year. That's in 2022 alone. Nearly double what the NRA spends. And I don't think a lot of people are aware of this. Uh, I don't think anybody's surprised to hear the $2.6 million. I think people would be surprised to hear that the NRA gets beaten out by these other two organizations. Yeah. I will say that the voice of all of these groups is the NRA. They're the ones who do the tweets and all the speaking and all the publicity and all the conventions and that sort of thing. So they are higher visibility. And I think NRA has kind of been, in my mind, and I think I do this mm-hmm. too, I'm guilty of this. When I say NRA, I'm talking about all of the gun lobby not just the NRA, but yeah. it is important to point out that there are others and they're bigger and they're spending more money and they're doing it quietly yeah. and they're running to Washington or your state capital like ants to sugar. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I almost choked on my own spit. Well, it was the sugar. <laughs> and it's okay to go after the NRA. I'm just yes, saying that uh, maybe broadening your definition to gun lobbyists right, will right. expand that lobby. and not narrow it down so much. But I mean, and, the, and, the, and to be clear, the gun makers lobby. This isn't a gun rights lobby. None of these are gun rights lobbies. They're all gun yeah. maker lobbies. They're all, as Bob has said, for profit. They're all yeah. to benefit the gun makers and sellers. Yeah, the total spent for gun rights pro gun lobbyist groups in 2022, yes. 13.2 million dollars spent last year imagine yeah total number of lobbyists reported according to open secrets 49 groups 49 pro-gun groups all at work uh, sinking their talons uh into republican legislatures and uh maybe a, a few democratic lawmakers in there uh people like joe manchin and so on yeah uh, and, and for that $13 million, they got, uh, most recently, a mall nightmare. Yeah, exactly right. This is also just a gigantic joke to the usual instigators. For example, uh, Ben Collins has been doing some decent work on Twitter uh, the past few days. He wrote this the other day. He said, the Allen, Texas shooter had Nazi and SS tattoos. He wrote that Joseph Mengele was his quote-unquote hero. In an online screed, he wrote, this post is inspired by libs of TikTok before ranting about drag queen story hour. I wonder who's Mm. radicalizing him about all that shit. That post ended with the words Heil Hitler. And the response from Cat Turd 2 was just some silly gif of Agatha from the uh, 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 Marvel series WandaVision. And so there was like this silly, smiley, uh, eye-wink gif. 
in response to it. They think it's a joke. Megyn Kelly thinks this is over. We have to disabuse them of this ridiculousness and show them that it's not over. It's just getting started. And the cultural giant in this country is about to rise up. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be led by, it's going to be led by Gen Zers. And rightfully so, because God, they're I tired so. of being shot at all the time. Yeah, I, you know, I know there are people who, <laughs> I know there are people listening who are concerned uh, about the younger voter turnout and, and have figures to back up their concerns. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel something different going on here, not just because of this incident, but be specifically because of Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, keep giving the kids a chance is what I'd say. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps they have disappointed us in certain ways in the past, but I think uh, the numbers are increasing. Yeah. And I think you're going to see a difference now. Because as I said before, uh, these are the folks who have to live with the dying world we're leaving them. These are the folks who have to live with guns run amok. Uh, these are the folks who have to live with handmade tale laws about women and reproduction. Yeah. Uh, they're pissed about it, and mm -hmm. they're organizing, and I think, I think that will be different this time, and I think that will make maybe not only a difference, but the difference. We have a correction from last week. Remember we hmm. were talking about that Fox News poll, and there was legitimately a graphic from Fox News, but the Fox News graphic had a mistake in it. It showed that no. support for a ban on assault weapons was 80% in right. the latest Fox News poll. That graphic was sadly incorrect. The correct number is still gigantic. The correct number from the poll is 61% support for an assault weapons ban. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that shows uh, a clear supermajority still in support of an assault weapons ban. And, and by the way, just going back to Megyn Kelly one more second. Mm -hmm. Megyn Kelly said this debate's over and it's never going to happen. Well, you right. know what? Assault weapons bans have already happened. There was an assault right. weapons ban that passed. We can do it They're again. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Can and must. Yeah. Can and must, clearly. I, I know Biden wants it and has spoken about it, but mm -hmm. uh, as president, he's limited in what he specifically can do, no matter yeah. what you think. And uh, by the way, on that subject uh, and the subject of polls and Biden, I know what you're seeing and I know what the polls are saying about Biden and what people think of his age and what they think of his mental acuity and whether or not they think he should run again. And let me say what I've said before, and that is, when folks walk into the booth on Election Day 24, uh, if the choices, if the choices are Biden and Trump, are you going to vote for the old guy, the wise guy, or uh, the wiser, older man, or are you going to vote for the uh, criminal, cruel lunatic uh, who's running against him? I think that a lot of the people who are whining now about Biden being too old and not sharp enough, first of all, don't really know what they're talking about. No. And, and, and secondly, I think they may be singing a different tune inside the voting booth and on the ballots they fill out. Uh, say what you will now about the polls that are much too early, uh, but this crap about Biden not being mentally sharp enough, uh, let's see how he does uh, today while 
Bob and I are speaking. Uh, Biden and and McCarthy are speaking. Let's see. Let's see who comes out of this stronger <laughs> and and a winner today. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to to see myself. But I, I you know Biden just it's it's astounding how he does not get the credit he deserves that he's earned for the things that he has done. People just don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's there and it's provable, but people just aren't seeing it. And and the media is just a uh, sexually aroused by these polls that that show that the public uh, there's even a poll that says Trump could beat uh, Biden now yeah. and, and I I would be concerned about that if I were you and and make sure that I swing into action but uh, at the same time when it comes to election day and we get into that booth really really do you think people are gonna do you think a majority's gonna vote for for Trump after Biden beat him last time after uh, when if and when they are the only two choices do you really think Trump not if we turn out like we did before if you went to the polls last time to keep Trump from being reelected you must return to the polls in 24 to keep him from being reelected yeah, yeah. we need to stay with that uh, that goal uh, we need to keep uh, focused on that ongoing need. That Washington Post ABC News poll is 100% bullshit. It is a horrible, so. horrible junk poll. Uh, but it's but it yeah. puts that word out there, and then people go, "Oh, well, then that's how that's I." That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's the downside of it because oh, is it ever? Yeah. Then you get all the garment rending on cable news, as you were saying. I know CNN right. was making a big stink about this. Oh my God, what's happening? Then that creates a snowball effect and people start buying into it because other people are buying into it, or at least they think that other people are buying into it. But don't buy into it. It's right. it's a junk poll. It was an extreme outlier. We got to take, <laughs> as you were saying, we got to take Trump seriously. There's no doubt yes. about that. And he's right. probably going to be the nominee of the Republican Party. So the sooner we start wrapping our heads around that, the better off we're going to be in the general election. But don't panic based on these early, early polls. First of all, they're national polls. Second of all, you want to break these things down state by state because we still have this thing called the Electoral College. That's where shit really matters. So bear all of that in mind. This Washington Post ABC News poll is just uh, horrendous. So um, before we take uh, one last break here, I did want to mention too that by way of Donald Trump, Mm-hmm. the would-be or presumptive nominee of the Republican Party. Yes. Well, the Trumps are uh, participating in this uh, Reawaken America tour at being held at Trump Doral, which is uh-huh. famous for its bedbugs, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Trump National Doral. That's the bedbug place. Try the bedbug soup. Yeah. <laughs> Scott McKay and Charlie Ward are going to appear on the latest leg of this Reawaken America tour. Both have expressed anti-Semitic views and support Nazi dictator Adolf Hitler, according to Rachel Maddow on her show. Right. Uh, Eric Trump is going to be there. Lara sure. Trump is going to be there. A whole bunch of other Trump administration folks will also talk at the event on Friday and Saturday. Believe them. Believe people when they say... These guys are fascists. I mean, at the very least, at the very mildest, Trump is a proto-fascist or a performative fascist. Whether Trump actually believes in fascism doesn't matter. His intention, his policies, his style, and that of his supporters and all of his media advocates is 
toward fascism. It's leading toward leading us toward eliminating democracy, establishing Donald oh. Trump as a permanent Putin-style dictator inside the United States. There are very real uh, historical uh, similarities here. There, there's yeah. a real correlation oh, yes. to actual fascism. Uh, the result of what they're doing is the same. So uh, it's, uh, maybe that's the name of our ne next band. They might as well be fascists. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, a few more things to discuss here on the before show. Before we go, before yeah. we go to the break here, uh, there's a little breaking news that I think will be okay. to our, our folks. Uh, Department of Education in Florida today uh, banned 35% of the social studies textbooks submitted by publishers. These oh are your history. God. These are your history textbooks. More than a third of them have been banned, uh, and they have amended others uh, from which schools can choose. <sighs> Uh, this is the, the changing of history, and this, by the way, is another characteristic of fascism. And that is in Florida, did you say? Yes, uh, okay. oddly, I know you're surprised, but yes, it is in Florida. <laughs> I know. I've got another Florida story in the Shatter Docket portion of the show. Aha. Uh -huh. It's... <laughs> You're going to be shocked when you hear how ridiculous this is and how potentially dangerous it could be. But, yeah, there's there's more I Florida news coming up in the shadow docket. One last short break uh, back after these words. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska plays more music. Love it. This is brand new music from Metal Birds. Love the Metal Birds. This is a song called Stop Motion. Yeah. That's another song to roll down your windows and sing along with, right? Annoy all the other cars at the stoplight. Uh, BobSeska.com. Find this episode. Click on it. Scroll down. Support the Metal Birds. Download their music. You'll be happy you did. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music to submit. Okay, so uh, let's see what else here before we wrap up. The Republicans are targeting no-fault divorce now. Wow. This is in the effort to further suppress the rights of women. 
Uh, Texas is the epicenter of all of this right now. Uh, and this also centers around, uh, to an extent, Steven Crowder, uh, who's the right-wing podcaster. He's getting a divorce, and he said, no, this was not his choice, Crowder told his online uh-huh. audience last week. My then-wife decided that she didn't want to be married anymore, and in the state of Texas, that is completely permitted. Uh, so he's upset. What? Yeah. A, a woman can leave a marriage on her own? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? He's opposed to this. So researchers who track the emergence of no-fault divorce laws state by state over a period of time found that reform led to dramatic drops in the rates of female suicide and domestic violence, as well as decreases in spousal homicide of women. The decreases, one researcher explained, were not just because abused women and men could more easily divorce their abusers, but also because potential abusers knew that they were more likely to be left Right. So now Republicans across the country are reconsidering the idea of no fault divorce. There isn't a huge mystery. And this is according to the Rolling Stone. There isn't a huge mystery behind the campaign like the crusades against abortion and contraception, making it more difficult to leave an unhappy marriage is about control. Right. Crowder's they, home. They w- yeah. I was just going to say that Republicans want fault here. They yeah. they want to they want to eliminate no fault so they can uh, assign fault specifically to women. Women are the root of all divorce. That's the message that they're portraying here. Yeah. But it's 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 those hussies that that cause this divorce to happen. As someone who's been divorced, I'm not going to uh, criticize Stephen Crowder for getting a divorce. It's how he's handling it. Yes, of course. <laughs> That's always the problem. But the way he's been handling this situation with his wife is one of them. And now he wants to expand everything into to include to make sure that other people can't have uh, and in particular women can't right. get get away with a no fault divorce. So this is a, just the latest thing. They're going to make it more difficult for people to get divorced, trapping them in unhappy and abusive marriages. A uh, handmaid's tale. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So eight Trump electors have an ex- have accepted an immunity deal. This is in Fulton County, Georgia. Uh, really, really bad news for people like Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows and Donald Trump and yeah, the usual suspects. Be. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to help people understand this here because the immunity deal is this: they won't be charged. These eight fake electors won't be charged if they give truthful testimony, Yeah. okay? So they, they they don't get the immunity until after they've testified, and in their testimony, they have to tell the truth. And if they get caught in a lie, and believe me, prosecutors are always ready for such a thing, uh, then, then they don't get the immunity. Does that mean they will be cooperative? No, they'll be hostile witnesses. This is not, they didn't agree to cooperate. They're agreeing to take immunity in in trade for, uh, testifying honestly, uh, what the eight the eight are unified and in solidarity that their plan is to testify truthfully in support of what they did. They want to argue in their testimony that what they did was legal and in fact necessary, and they have a jive ass explanation for that. <laughs> but. Uh, just know, I, I want people to understand the terms of the deal. So it doesn't mean that they now have to get up on the stand and incriminate people. They've all agreed, these eight have all agreed not to incriminate one another. So nobody's going to turn on anybody. Uh, this, but, but prosecutors are ready for this. They're ready to catch these folks in a lie during sworn testimony. They are ready to pull that immunity from anybody and and I think the judge will restrict restrict any speechifying that the witnesses have to 
have to give. Uh, there was one thing that I I wanted to get to before we wrap up the show here, and right. I, I I think um, I want to briefly find out if you had heard any additional comments about the uh, episode of the interview show we did where we talked oh. about prostate cancer and your experiences with all of that. Uh, feeling good about how that's landed with everyone? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am. I, it's amazing to me, uh, you know, the, the outreach continues from, from other people. Uh, I did come across an article in one of the major newspapers this morning. I don't remember if it was the Washington Post or the New York Times. But yeah. there, there's an article out this morning, a, a new study, that says uh, too many older men are being given aggressive uh, treatment for prostate cancer. And and that's true. Uh, I, I, one of the things I didn't say in the show that I should have is only one out of 10 men who get prostate cancer die from it. Mm. Uh, but it absolutely should be monitored in all men. Uh, so regardless of what you're reading, if you're a man over 50 or a black man over 40, or if there's a history of prostate cancer in your family, then uh, by all means, get your PSA tested regularly. And it may not require uh, the kind of, uh, you know, in my case, I had uh, hormone therapy and radiation therapy. Most uh, prostate cancers don't need that kind of treatment, but they knew, need do need to be caught early to prevent that kind of treatment. And on that subject for the women, there's a study out today, uh, they've raised, or they've lowered by 10 years, I've got everything backwards today. <laughs> they've lowered. They've lowered by ten years the age for women to get mammograms. Uh, it was fifty. And now it's forty. So I guess while we're telling men to get their PSA checked, it would behoove us to uh, remind women over forty. Now it used to be fifty. Women over forty should should be getting regular mammograms. And that doesn't mean they're going to find anything, but if they do, you want to catch it early because the earlier you catch something like this, so many people get these cancers. The earlier you catch them, uh, the more treatable uh, and the less invasive and the less life changing they are. And that's really what I wanted people. There are so many things I could have said in that interview that I think about. Oh darn! Afterward, I should have said. But I, I think we got a good message out there and. Uh, uh, bless all the people who've uh, reached out for one reason or another because they were touched in some way or another by that show. Uh, you know, I feel like we really did a good thing there, and and uh, I, I thank everyone for, for their support on that. Uh, and just along those lines, yeah. we also talked about, I think it was... <laughs> All the shows are running together to me. I know. But uh, I was it. it last week's show? We talked about some negativity yeah, that yeah, might be happening yeah. on the left. And and I think we, we talked about this a little bit before we set out to record today. It's amazing uh, sometimes how people misunderstand things. And yeah. I, I had, it was amusing and sad and funny all at the same time that people were reaching out after that saying, Buzz, don't block me just because I've you know, said something negative. <laughs> I, I want to I clarify. No, I would never do that. You know, uh, these are my, my allies, my buddies i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna block people the people i block are the the uh, they're really trolls in that they don't let up mm -hmm. they don't let up from we're all doomed we're all screwed there's nothing we can do about it uh, it's okay to post neg you know information that's unpleasant uh, i'm all for that because that's how we we make change it's saying that we're doomed to that bad news that i ha can't abide uh and and so only people who will not let go of the we're all screwed uh, position. Those are the only people I'm interested in blocking. And, and, and I apologize if anybody misunderstood my, my meaning there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going after people, just those few people who cling to doom. 
Yeah, and I could see that in reaction, especially to this Washington Post-ABC News poll. <laughs> I think yes, we're, a lot of us are example. taking that way too seriously, at right. least this early on. If this were a year from now, right, I'd be a lot more worried than I am at this point about that particular I poll. I understand, but the, man, it's coming up fast. I realize yeah. it's uh, more than a year away, but it's it's going to come up really fast. Yeah, well, Jody Hamilton said it on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. Yeah. You know what? The polls have all been wrong. I mean, yeah. how, how many of these polls just were completely inaccurate? And the fact that we're still taking some of them seriously is problematic in and of itself. It drives down uh, motivation. It drives down morale. And, yeah, and we need we that. We don't need that. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, we don't need morale to be driven down. We we do that pretty well on our own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just I can't imagine that the American people, that American voters, are this down on Joe Biden's performance at this point. I, I just not to the point well, that that is indicated in this particular poll. Sorry. They're whiny. They're whiny. They want somebody younger. But guess what? There isn't going to be anybody younger. So when you get into that booth, who are you voting for? Exactly. Get real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's the fascist nincompoop yeah. who, who's already got a track record of utter disaster. Right. At the very least, 180,000 Americans died because of Donald Trump's incompetence at the beginning of the pandemic and throughout the pandemic for that matter. If hadn't been for Donald Trump, if anyone else had been in office, if Hillary Clinton had been in office for the COVID pandemic, when it first started to show signs of danger, late 2019 into early 2020, uh, she would have acted and done the right things. The, the things that have been well-researched and well-outlined, proven Donald- and effective strategies for preventing a pandemic. She would have done those things. Donald Trump didn't do any of those things. And See- and. So between yeah. the 400,000 people that died during his last year, he directly contributed to 180,000 of those deaths. I, and, I would and, I would blame him for the entire 400,000, but that's something else. And that's just more whining. I mean, I don't like Hillary. She's got too much baggage. Yeah. He's a businessman, and look where that got us. And now we're yeah. hearing whining about Joe Biden's age. It's crazy. Yep. More to come on the Shatter Docket on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Sign up now if you want to get it. Plus, we've got the aforementioned uh, Florida news. Oh, got to talk about the White House plumbers. I saw episode two last Ah, night. Yes. yes. Love it, love it, love it. That and more coming up. See you over there. Bye-bye.